Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright with you for the hour on this Wednesday, April 27th. It's very good to be with you today. It's always good to be with you here on Roadmap to Heaven. Let's begin the day in prayer, as we always do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, a happy Wednesday to you. We've got a lot coming up on the show today. We are going to talk about uh, the month of May. And I realize it's still April. It's April the 27th. But Saturday is the final day of April. And Sunday, we begin the month of May, a month dedicated to the Blessed Mother. And if you know me, if you know the show, if you know the network, we love the Blessed Mother. So we don't wait to get ready for May until May 1st. We get ready for May now. We prepare for our uh, you know, increased Marian devotions in the month of May right now. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, the month of the Blessed Mother, and we're also going to talk about prayer time, you know, because prayer time and devotion to Mary go hand in hand. Now, if you're like me, you're starting to think, or you have been starting to think ahead to summer vacation plans and what that could mean. You know, I like to prepare in advance. I am not the kind of person that wakes up on Friday morning and says, "Hey, let's go to let's go to Branson, Missouri, this evening." You know, uh, one I don't know that I've ever had success finding same day lodging anytime I have ever tried, and every time I've ever tried has always been on a whim. So I'm just not that kind of person. I want to know when are we leaving, where are we staying, how are we getting there, where are the places we plan to eat. Now, some of the time I do leave that to the locals. Like when we go out to eat, when we travel, I like to ask the locals, "Where do you go?" Not not where is convenient to go, um, oh, there's something I recognize, but where's everybody around here go? Um, I found some really good food in my life that way, but I like to have that plan, you know? And so when it comes to summer vacation, we've already set up our babysitters for the summer, um, and I'm very grateful to them and to God for providing them uh, and, and for their families, because when you have five kids, summer babysitting, that's a necessity. We have already started talking about doctor's appointments over the summer and things that need to happen because it's a great time for all those you know extra dental visits we've been putting off because we didn't want to pull them out of school for an hour or two. Summer's the perfect time for that. So we plan ahead, we plan ahead, we plan ahead. Also, in our prayer life, that's my point. Also, in our prayer life, we have to plan ahead. Patty Schneier is going to share more on that with us a little bit later this morning. We also have Father Don Calloway on the show, as we said, talking about the Blessed Mother and increasing our devotion in the month of May. You know, what do we have to do to take our Marian devotion to the next level in this month of May? Well, Father Don Calloway is going to share some thoughts on that. And finally, before we go to the weather here, I just want to share with you this. I I was going through my social media feeds and my friend Steven had posted this vintage magazine advertisement for a real roller coaster in your own backyard. For $12.95, you get 10 feet of tubular steel track. Coaster car stays right on the track, then rolls across the lawn. Uh, 
Shoot the shoot thrills. Imagine how children will delight in taking free rides hour after hour. Now, this looks like the kind of thing that at some point, if my brothers and I would have had this, um, and and the the advertisement looks like something they would have sold when my dad was a kid. Um, Steven says, what could go wrong? And my brothers and I would have found out exactly what would have gone wrong with it. But it also looks like the kind of thing that we grew up in a backyard with a big hill in the backyard. We would sled. We would... We tried to roller skate down when the grass was cut really short. That didn't work. But we would come up with all sorts of things to do. And we would say, oh, Mom, Dad, we got to have this. We have to have this. We need this. We absolutely cannot have summer vacation or break without this. We'll get so bored in the house. And Mom and Dad would say no. Because they knew all along that what would happen. The few times I saved up my own money to get that thing I just had to have that after a few hours, not even a few days, but after a few hours, the enchantment would wear off, right? And we would be left bored. Well, I'm bored. Well, what about that new thing we just bought you that you just had to have so that you wouldn't be bored summer vacation? Well, I'm bored with that, right? How many times in my prayer life can I make that analogy to? We talk about maybe in the month of Mary, we talk about the daily rosary and here's Adam Wright off in search of some shiny object that I just have to have. Well, you know, I have to have this. I know I'm supposed to pray the rosary, but I have to have this. And then whatever that may be, it's not fulfilling. And here we are back at square one. You know, there's a reason so many saints have turned to the rosary. There's a reason uh, the Blessed Mother gave us the rosary through St. Dominic and that so many saints have encouraged us to go to her through it. It's because it works. You know, it may not always be the most exciting thing, but I have never regretted praying a rosary. And there are things I've done that have been pretty exciting, and I regret wasting the time on them. But you know what? Sometimes it's the simple things that bring us peace. So pray your rosary every day. Let's go to Mike Roberts now for a check of the weather. Today is the feast day of St. Simeon, Bishop of Jerusalem and Martyr, and St. Zita. Born in Italy early in the 13th century, she came from a poor but devout family. Her sister became a Cistercian nun, and her brother was a hermit that locals considered a saint. When she was 12, Zita became a servant girl for a wealthy family. She worked extremely hard, and her attitude was always kind and generous. But many of the other servants and even the family she worked for treated her severely even beat her. Still, Zita's attitude never changed, and eventually her kindness and intelligence and hard work all paid off, and they could no longer be overlooked. She gained more and more responsibility, ultimately becoming head of the household affairs. Zita rose several hours before everyone else, attended Mass every morning, and considered the work she was given a gift from God. Once, when she became aware of someone in need of food, she left the home to deliver it. When other servants informed the family she'd gone without finishing her cooking, they found angels baking bread in the kitchen in Zita's absence. She died on this day in 1272, and that night, a star appeared over the attic where she slept. After her death, more than 150 miracles were attributed to Zeta. St. Zeta, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. 
Our catequiz question is about the sacred chrism. You have to think back to a few weeks ago on Holy Thursday. We had the chrism mass. We broadcasted live from the chrism mass. We talked about it. But if you weren't tuned in, you might not know the answer to this. And if you were tuned in, I hope you remember the answer to this. But that's why it's a catequiz question. It's a true or false question for you today. True or false. The only sacraments when sacred chrism is used are holy orders and confirmation. Again, the three oils that day, the oil of the catechumens, the oil of the infirmed, and then the sacred chrism. There are three of them, and true or false, the only sacraments where the sacred chrism is used would be holy orders and confirmation. If you said true, I am sorry, you are wrong. The answer is false because go back to the first sacrament we received, our baptism. The baptized person is anointed with the sacred chrism right after being baptized, and it's, uh, you know, the, the oil is used to consecrate something to God. So in our own baptism, in our own baptism, we were consecrated to God by our parents, by our godparents. Uh, by the priest or deacon who baptized us. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, uh, fast forwarding to confirmation, my nephew celebrated uh, or celebrated receiving the sacrament of confirmation. He didn't celebrate it. The vicar general did. Uh, but he received his confirmation last night. And I love the spiritual prayer that would be chanted during confirmations uh, for many, many years. Confirma hoc Deus. And it, it Loosely translated means, confirm, O God, what thou hast wrought from thy temple in Jerusalem. Bring to fulfillment the good work that was begun in baptism. Confirm your consecration of these, the baptized. And in doing so, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about that later in the month of May as we approach Pentecost. But in the meantime, we're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, we're going to be talking about structure and prayer time with Patty Schneier. And then after that, Father Don Calloway is going to join us by phone to talk about using that structured prayer time and, and using our lives to increase our devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We'll be back. Once again, we are joined by Patty Schneier. Patty, always good to have you with us. Hello, Adam. Great to be with you this morning and all your listeners. It's always great to have you here. Now, the other day, my wife and I were talking about summer vacation. And, you know, last year there was no summer vacation. It was just we, we went to uh, Playa del Becciardo and uh, put our feet in the, the sandbox and had drinks by the barbecue grill. Um, this summer, the, the, the question's out there. Are we going to go somewhere? What are we going to do? If so, where are we going to go? It's almost certain that if we go, we are driving, which means we have to plot our journey. Where are we going? Where are we stopping along the way? All of those little details, where are the gas stations, where are the rest stops, all of these things come into factor. And, and I was thinking about this. This is not unlike every day, you know, that we have that schedule of the day. We have those destinations we need to get to every day, and having things plotted out is a great asset to us. And, and I know this is something you take very seriously because you have your routine plotted out every day. It's true. Um, I I am a person who loves structure and I do love routine. 
it it grounds me. It, it definitely grounds me. And of course, we're talking about the spiritual life right now and prayer routine. That is so important to me. And it was establishing a prayer routine little by little. Let me just first say this in my own life. It started with 10 minutes, 10 minutes, depending on your state in life. You know, a mom with, with kids in the morning, if you get 10 minutes to yourself, that's a huge gift. So you got to, you, you, you take what you can get. And, um, but my Mine grew, grew gradually as my children got older, as they were able to be more independent, do a little bit more for themselves, that type of thing. Um, but yes, routine, it, 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 it almost has a negative connotation, you know, routine, what's your routine? No, my routine, my routine helps to keep me grounded. It keeps me focused. It's my start of the day. So for me, just generally, um, the first thing I do is I, I read something in the morning. First thing, it sounds terrible, but yes, in the bathroom, first thing in the morning, there is something spiritual I want to be reading. And then I go, I do a morning workout. I walk with a friend or I do something physical exercise. So that just gets my blood going. But then... I definitely go to daily mass, 8 a.m. daily mass at St. Ferdinand Parish, my own parish. That's part of my morning routine is that daily mass. We stay afterwards and we say the rosary and the chaplet of divine mercy. And then I go straight to our adoration chapel and I do a holy hour and spend, you know, just reflecting on the readings of the day or what's on my heart. I journal there. Sometimes I'm just praising God in song. But my morning routine now is, it's two hours at least from eight to 10. Most people know, don't call me from eight to 10. I'm at mass. And then, like I said, rosary, chaplet of divine mercy and a holy hour of adoration. That's my mainstay. If I'm lucky, I can get a walk in. I love to walk uh, sometime in the afternoon or if it's a nice day. And then I'll just do, you know, more prayers. For me, it's a prayer walk. I love to release those endorphins with exercise. Uh, so I always like to exercise and, and walk and pray at the same time. But the morning prayer time, is my most crucial and and that's what has kept me grounded for 17 years that's my morning routine now looking back on those 17 years i assume it's one of those things that you didn't just sit down one day and said this is going to be the morning routine you got it right on the first try never changed it after that that you had to find that routine that worked for you Absolutely. Like I said, it started with 10 minutes. Don't get me wrong. I'm now, you know, my children are grown. We are empty nesters. Um, my day is available to be flexible for others. I visit people. I have meetings. I do things in ministry, of course, but I don't have a full-time job, that type of thing. So I know that that's the gift of availability for me right now is huge in my life, but that's the stage of life I'm in right now. I wasn't always in this same stage. So yes, 10 minutes Really, my morning routine began with 10 minutes in my rocking chair, and all I was able to do is just read the daily readings of the church and jot down a few scribbles in a journal. That was it. I would pray on the go and on the fly a lot. I do believe in the car is a great place to pray. If you get in the discipline of actually turn, if you're in the car by yourself, get in the discipline of not turning on the radio and turn that car time into prayer time. It's amazing how many rosaries you can say in the car if you just don't turn on the radio. And, I, and it's crazy because I've, I love Catholic radio and I turn on Catholic radio a lot, but I don't do it unless I've prayed my rosary. If I haven't prayed my rosary for some reason, rosary takes precedence or the chaplet of divine mercy takes precedence. I want those anchors to be there each day. And if I have to juggle things around and do them in my car, then I do them in my car. But yeah, back to your original question, 10 minutes is a great start. 10 minutes. 
Then for me, then it became uh, just going to adoration. And I would do it whenever. It wasn't necessarily in the morning. It was just whenever. And then it became daily mass. Um, yeah, yeah it, it was very gradual, very gradual. You know, friends, one of the things Patty said here that's important to note is that the routine that she has might not be the routine that works for you. I mean, with my schedule in the morning, I'm on the radio until 8 o'clock, so getting to 8 o'clock mass is not going to work for me. But it's important to try those things to begin somewhere, figure out what works, what doesn't. If something's not working, don't be afraid to say, this isn't working. We're, we're going to take this out of the routine and find something else. Um, you know, I am a big proponent of find what works for you. For all of us, sacraments and rosary, that's the starting point. But beyond that, in our devotional life, find what works for you. If it works, if it's faithful to the church, take it and run with it. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I would add to that is don't beat yourself up if there's a day in your week, two days in your week where you are not able to do your normal routine. You know, life happens. Things come up, doctor's appointments, whatever it may be, a sick child, a different meeting, anything can happen. I don't beat myself up if I can't get to daily mass. I don't beat myself up if there is a day that I can't do what I wanted to do. You know, his mercies are new every single morning. Each day is a new gift. Start again. Think of it as just a new chance to begin again. Turn the page in your journal. Start again. If you hadn't, haven't journaled in six months, don't let that be a straight jacket for you. Let it be wings that give you freedom to fly and be flexible when you need to be. You know, Patty, you just brought up a great point. You mentioned journaling. Now, for some people, this looks exactly what we think of a journal. It's a little book, almost like a notebook or a nice leather-bound book that you're writing things down in. For me, my journal, sticky notes on my computer monitor. And the reason I bring this up is when I have those ideas, you know, sometimes I might hear something and say, that's a great idea. I should try and incorporate that into my routine. But the thing with routines like habits, when we're in the middle of it, we're, we're just on autopilot sometimes. Like I do this, then I do this, then I do that. And I'm not going to think in the moment to put this in my routine. So, you know, for example, lately in this year of St. Joseph, I've started praying a morning offering through St. Joseph. It literally took a sticky note on my monitor where, because we start the show every day with that morning offering to say, pray offering through St. Joseph, and then a sticky note in the book. So don't be afraid to write these things down and put them where you'll remember them to try them to bring new things into your routine. Maybe you hear something you have to do research. That's okay. You don't have to start with it tomorrow. Just start with it at some point. There's another great routine. And, and again, if you want to make it a habit, I love your idea of the sticky notes. Um, this is going to sound crazy, but a sticky note on your mirror where you brush your teeth. On that mirror where you brush your teeth every morning in the bathroom, maybe it is. Say your morning offering. Don't forget, you know, what, whatever it is that you want to start incorporating. Just, I want to do this prayer. So put it there. I love the prayer of abandonment. Put it on that mirror and start saying it while you brush your teeth. That's an easy way way to start to make something a habit. I'm laughing because some friends of ours growing up, you know, when they got to that age that their daughter got married and, and started having her own kids and they were of school age, she would take all of their spelling words and write them on, they had a very large bathroom mirror. She would write them on the bathroom mirror with a dry erase marker. And I, I've, I've long thought, you know, that's a great place to put prayers because you're going to be there brushing your teeth and you can sanctify that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what else? You, you're, you're not going anywhere for at least a minute. So why not? 
reflect on something, pray for something, pray for someone. Um, you know, the other thing I used to do, I, I don't have space on my desk now for it, but I used to keep a, a, a very nice decorative bowl, and I had some smooth river stones. They weren't very large. Every time someone asked me to pray for them, I, I would just move a stone from a Ziploc bag in the desk into that bowl. And I would try to remember everyone by name, but over over the year, I would just say, Lord, you know the names associated with these stones. Uh, please look out for these people. And, and, and all great things to try. So we're glad you're in the routine of listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. Um, and, and we just want to keep encouraging you, build that daily routine, make it your roadmap to heaven throughout the day. One final note, another place, as we were just talking about places that we can turn into sanctifying moments throughout our day, your refrigerator and your windowsill in front of your kitchen sink. That's another place to just put, maybe it's a favorite prayer, maybe it's a picture of a saint, something every time that you are you know, opening the refrigerator. I'm thinking, of course, of moms at home, and we're um, always in the refrigerator getting food and cooking and prepping. You know, where you have those holy reminders on your refrigerator, on your kitchen sink, your windowsill, those can become moments of prayer that can become part of your routine um, if you're at home throughout your day. So, um, and and as far as journaling, I use, as you're talking about my routine, I use 10 cent spiral notebooks. That's all I use. It started off with the spiral notebooks that my kids at the end of the school year in June, I remember they'd come home and certain notebooks, they had maybe only used two pages out of that notebook, whether it was math or whatever. And I would say, here, give me that notebook. I tore out the five pages of math and I said, that's a journal. That's a journal for me. So my routine for journaling is 10 cent spiral notebooks, you know, cheap. And and I have over, I, I can't even believe this, 105 filled spiral notebooks that are now all in my basement from journaling. It's just part of my routine. It's my therapy. It's how I talk to God. Um, so find, like you said, find what works for you. Don't let it be a straitjacket. Let it be the wings that take you soaring to God every single day. All right. Well, Patty, always good to have you with us. Friends, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven, and we are getting ready for the month of May. It is a month dedicated to our Blessed Mother. It's one I'm very excited for because we have the St. Louis Marian Conference coming up, and I've been sharing with you on the show some of the speakers. Father Wade Menezes, who we have on quite often on the show, our own beloved Monsignor Eugene Morris, Sister Deidre Byrne, Father Charles Becker, Father Stephen Imbarato, music with Annie Cardo and Matthew Bowdy, just these great names. And on that list is one of our favorite priests, Father Don Calloway. Father, it's so good to have you with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, good to be with you. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that conference. It's going to be fantastic. I know. You know, in Missouri, we call it the Show Me State, but I think when it comes to this Marian Conference, we, we really should call it the Show Me More. You know, and, <laughs> and that's kind of what we're approaching today, Father, as we look to the month of May, and I think about what we do here on Covenant Network and who our listeners are and, and the, the feedback we get from them. You know, in any other place, we would talk about May and say, all right, this is a month dedicated to the Blessed Mother, so let's honor her and let's pray the rosary, let's have a May crowning, maybe pray the Angelus. Right now, Father, you and I, we're going to be preaching to the choir, folks that do this each and every day. So I, I think my question for you is, what's next? You know, we've got the basics down, but how do we level up in our Marian devotion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's... It's a good point, because, you know, like anything, you want to have the follow-through swing, right? You want to knock the, the ball out of the park, and you 
you want to keep that relationship going. You want to keep it animated and 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 keep it alive and keep fueling the fire. So, you know, I, I would definitely say, you know, you don't want to jettison the things that got you there in the first place. So the rosary, reading good books about Our Lady, keep those practices up for sure. But I would definitely say, you know, the ultimate goal of having a devotion to Mary is wanting to imitate her. We want to be like her. We want to have virtue like her. And so that's where, you know, like now, at the beginning of your day, you know, maybe pick a particular virtue. Um, Mary, help me to be patient. You were so patient yourself. Or Mary, you were so humble. I've got a coworker I really struggle with. You know, he really rubs me the wrong way. Help me to be humble, Mary. Help me to imitate your virtues. That's going the next step. That's going the next level. And that's actually what heaven wants the most. That's what those devotions are supposed to lead to, is the imitation of, and we, we ourselves can become holy. We can become virtuous. I mean, that's, that's great stuff right there. Father, I think back to a, a talk I once heard you give, and, and I'll be honest, I watched it online. I, I was not mm-hmm. graced to be there in person, but you were talking about you know, using that great image of Padre Pio and, and of St. John Paul II of the rosary as a sword. And I love how you describe the, mm-hmm. the mysteries of light as mm-hmm. the lightsaber. You know, yeah. when, when John Paul, I, I grew up in the 80s, Father, and so you yeah, yeah. all things Star Wars and Star Trek, you, you've got me. <laughs> but you made a comment that, you know, a lot of people would say, well, why bother with a sword when they don't believe that there are dragons to be slain? Mm. And mm-hmm. that's part of what we're talking about here, too, is not just, you mentioned the follow-through swing. You know, we're not learning necessarily how to swing a golf club or a baseball bat here, but this is really a sword for our spiritual protection in mm-hmm. very chaotic times. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you, you That's an understatement. I mean, we are living in some really troubling times. I would almost say biblical times. I mean, we're, we're seeing some things unfold that, um, my, 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 I mean, we really need to be people of prayer. And yes, you're right. A lot of people don't even acknowledge that there is a dragon. But you know what's interesting, though? Um, as a priest, I talk to people, you know, a lot of people are starting to come around to these things. If, maybe if they've rejected Christianity or they struggle with it, you know, even some of my friends who are complete pagans, they say to me, you know, something's not right in the world. Things are off, and maybe I do need to look into some of these things that I, I wrote off as some legend or some myth or whatever, because there's got to be something here at work that's deeper than what I'm seeing, because we're on the verge of a possible nuclear war. We've got, you know, all kind of lockdowns and this happening and that. And so people are, I think, they're starting to open up to, to these things. And so um, the dragon that many people have denied, I think they're starting to come around and say, you know what, this thing might actually exist. So, so they're going to be looking for that weapon. Yeah. And so we need to we need to tell them where to go, where to get that weapon. Well, that brings me to my last question for you here, Father. I, I was thinking of the other night we're at Easter Vigil, Holy Mass, not too long ago, and there was a whole pew of religious sisters in full habit. And my ten year old daughter asked me, Dad, what's the difference between a nun and a sister? And I said, Well, quite frankly, nuns stay in the cloister and they don't have visitors very often and they don't go out to the world unless absolutely necessary. Whereas religious sisters, they go out to the world. And most of us here on the show today, whether it's you or I or our listeners, are not in the monastery. We're not in the cloister. We are called to go out to the world. And, you know, I love in your book, Champions of the Rosary, and another one of your books, The Ten Wonders of the Rosary, you share so many stories of great saints. 
And I'd like mm. to be a great saint someday. And, and one of the things I love is how they take the rosary out to the world. But I sometimes fear that I've become like Blessed Alan de la Roche, uh, you know, that, that I'm the dog that forgot how to bark. <laughs> you know? So, right. Father, how can, we, how can we take what we're getting from the rosary, these great gifts we receive, how can we take that out and witness to the, the world? Yeah, and you're right. Your, your points are so well said here, because a lot of people do think, well, I have to be a priest or a nun, you know, to do these things, and what impact could I have? I'm just a layperson. Well, hey, look at Blessed Bartolo Longo. You know, he was a layman. He wasn't a bishop, a priest. He wasn't a monk, and just a, a, a layman, and he did so many amazing things with the rosary, and he did it in a practical way. So he, he went one time to the town of Pompeii, you know, destroyed by Vesuvius centuries ago, and he um, was so in love with Our Lady and the Rosary, he said, I'm going to help restore this city by means of the Rosary. And he started orphanages, he started um, charitable works and, and hospitals, and all those things that, you know, based upon his love for the Rosary and the mysteries, and he would get all those people to pray the Rosary in those places. Wow. Well, maybe we can't do that just like that, but we all have a circle of influence. I mean, we all have people we interact with every day that we can you know, be a, a, a force for good, a source for good in them, and the things that we say and the things that we don't say, um, being charitable, being loving, being merciful, being patient, all of those things, um, we are a witness. You know, some people might not pick up the Scriptures to read the Scriptures, but if they, if they read our lives, they're going to see that, and hopefully they're going to want that. And that, I think, again, goes back to the imitation. Let's imitate these sacred mysteries that we pray about, these remember, these are weapons. They're powerful stuff. They overcome the darkness and falsehood. So let's let's imitate our Lord and Our Lady and Saint Joseph and all the saints and um, bring that light into a world right now that is definitely filled with darkness. We need a lot of light today. Father Don Calloway is an author of many books, two of which we mentioned right here, but more urgently for us. He is going to be speaking at the St. Louis Marian Conference May 13th through the 15th. More information on the conference, including registration, can be found at stlmc.org. That's stlmc.org. And again, Father, I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing your remarks there. It's going to be a great weekend. I wonder, as we draw to a close, could you lead our listeners in a prayer and a blessing? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the graces and mercies that you bestow upon us, and we pray for uh, the whole world to come to know and love you, and especially for, for loved ones who have fallen away from the faith, that they would have a conversion and come back to you. We ask this through the intercession of Our Lady and St. Joseph, the blessing of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Friends, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. This week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, we've been talking about the Chaplet of Divine Mercy with Patty Schneier. Patty, good to be with you today. Great to be with you, too. And we're talking about ways of praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet, but today I want to talk about the importance of praying the Chaplet in the presence of the dying. I have been at the bedside of some friends and family members when they were at their last hour. And I know sometimes there'll be family members that are present that they just don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. You know, what do you say at that moment? Sometimes words just fail us. But the Chaplet of Divine Mercy is a beautiful, beautiful gift that we can give for our loved one as they are entering into this next life. And so I want to just encourage people that if you know someone who is sick, 
pray the chaplet of divine mercy for them, for the sake of their soul, in atonement for their sins. It's a gift that you are giving that person. Even if you're not at their bedside, just someone that you know is dying, that person needs the chaplet of divine mercy. And also, I will encourage people to do this. Let your children know. I've told my children, when I die, if you are at my side, please, 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 Pray the rosary and the chaplet of divine mercy for me. So we need to let our family members know that we want this. If that is something that you want on your deathbed, I know I do. If I can't pray it myself, please pray it for me, right? But it's a beautiful gift that we can do for the dying. So if you're at that moment for someone that you love, don't just sit there and do nothing. Pray the divine mercy chaplet. It's a great work of mercy for us to do. Patty, thank you for this challenge to live out our faith. This has been another Daily Dose of Encouragement. Well, there's been a lot to think about on today's show. From Father Goring telling us in honor of St. Joseph to build something this month. You know, Sunday is also the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. And the whole month is for the Blessed Mother. But Monday, or not Monday, Sunday, May 1st, the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. I would like to ask you to pray because of that. I would like to ask you to pray for all of the pilgrims making the Joseph Challenge this year. If you're not familiar with that, it is a walking pilgrimage that begins on Saturday. And they will start at St. Joseph, I believe St. Joseph Manchester here in St. Louis And then they will culminate on Sunday at the Shrine of St. Joseph in downtown St. Louis. They walk um, many, many miles, many miles, many more than I could do. And they spend the night, um, usually, let's see, where's the route this year? Anyway, I I don't want to bore you with that. For more information on the Joseph Challenge, go to josephchallenge.com. It's a wonderful pilgrimage. Please pray for the men that will be making this because they will be going 12 miles on the first day and then 2.5 miles on, uh, actually 14.5 miles on the uh, first day and then 9.5 miles on the second day. So it's about 23, 24 miles. They'll go over the course of two days, all in witness and in prayer. So let's, you know, let's pray for them. But St. Joseph on Sunday. Mary, all, May, the whole month, and if we're being honest, beyond. You know, we love Mary every month of the year here at Covenant Network and on Roadmap to Heaven, but especially in the month of May. And so what are you going to do? Well, again, as I said at the top of the show, start with the basics. Start with that daily rosary. But if you're already praying that daily rosary, as Father Calloway reminded us, there is so much more we can do. So think about one thing. And then, as Patty reminded us, Have a structure for it and stick to it. Make it happen in a way that's going to be conducive to making it happen. You know, I am uh, really being careful right now to make sure that I eat better. And that means I need to make sure I have good food in the house and not bad food. It's as simple as that. One last uh, prayer request for you this morning. Not only is Sunday the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, it's also the 25th anniversary of broadcasting here on Covenant Network. It kicks off our anniversary year. And, you know, we're just grateful for all of you, for all of you, our listeners, 
who have made these past 25 years possible through your kind support and prayer, financial support, and most of all for listening and being here and helping us further our mission. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Queen of Heaven, pray for us. St. Joseph the Worker, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here's a look at what's coming up on Roadmap to Heaven Friday. We've got the Roadmap Roundup with Gabe Jones in the house, and I believe Dan Vonderhaar as well. And then next week, Father Wade Menezes is going to be with us. You won't want to miss that. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Pray your rosary today.